Welcome to episode 12 of the Anti-Reactive Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Hoppe, parent educator and counselor, mom of two, and lover of all things related to parenting. If you're listening to this podcast when it's released, it is mid to the end of August, which means it's back to school time. Whether you've been in school for a couple of weeks now or the first day is just around the corner. So with back to school upon us, I wanted to talk about a topic I'm very passionate about. And if you're listening to this episode at a completely different time of the year, this topic is always relevant. So keep listening. Today, I am talking about failure. 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 Nobody likes the sound of that word. I'm one of those people that even hearing the word makes my chest tighten up. It's not an easy thing to deal with, but the most important things in life rarely are the easy ones. The fear of failure may be very real in your household as you prepare for a new school year. Kids know that a new school year means the comforts of last year are gone and the bar is going to be raised. The work will be more challenging, as will the expectations and the responsibilities. There will be new math concepts and more complex social situations. It is guaranteed that a new school year means a series of new failures lie ahead, and they're going to be little ones, and they're going to be big ones. How does your child feel about that? How do you as a parent feel about that? Take a moment to mull that over. Oftentimes, it feels like failure is not an option. This can be especially true for those of you or your kiddos with type A personalities. Failure hurts. Failure makes us feel like we're not good enough. Failure makes us feel unworthy or that we're missing out on something. I was recently going through the collections of papers and mementos from childhood at my parents' house. They've kept all kinds of things from over the years, and during our most recent visit, it was time for me to sort through it all and figure out what to get rid of. It was a little surreal going through the paper trail of my life, starting in preschool all the way through high school. There were drawings and tracing papers and art projects and writing assignments, report cards and journals. As I took this deep dive into the past, I was most interested in the comments and remarks from my past teachers. I was always a good student, but there was a recurring theme over the years. Stephanie is very bright, but gets frustrated when challenged. Stephanie is smart, but shuts down when things aren't easy. Stephanie is a thoughtful student, but has difficulty coping when presented with advanced skills. Stephanie is intelligent, but... Dot, dot, dot. The overarching message, Stephanie can't handle failure. I definitely had to chuckle. I was rereading this theme over and over because I knew it was true. I did not do well with failure, and it wasn't until much later in life, with a lot of intentional work on personal development, that I did finally learn to embrace failure, or at least face it without falling apart at the seams. I can look back and laugh at my younger self now, you know, especially since I've grown past most of those struggles, but the fear of failure really held me back from a lot of things. If I didn't think I was going to be good at something, I just didn't do it. I was the kid at laser tag parties that camped out in a corner, so I was guaranteed to be able to hit anyone who wandered by but couldn't get me. I couldn't even tell you what the rest of the laser tag arena looked like because I didn't dare wander far beyond the team home base. I thought the basketball team looked like a lot of fun in fifth grade, but I didn't want to risk throwing an air ball and looking silly at tryouts. I didn't take a lot of risks, and maybe that's a parent's dream, but it also meant I missed out on a lot of fun. 
Now, I am first to admit that I was a bit of an extreme case when it comes to fear of failure, but I tell you all this to make the point of what the fear of failure does. It stifles growth. The fear of failure stifles growth. And this is the time of year when we are thinking about and reflecting upon all of the ways we want our children to grow and what they're going to learn, and we're so proud of them for starting something new. We take all of the pictures on the front porch with them dressed up for the first day of school, holding the cute little sign that says how old they are, their favorite things, and what they want to be when they grow up. But in order to maximize that growth, we need to acquaint our children with failure. And this is just step one. But yes, we need to acquaint our children with failure. Shake hands with it. Get to know its name and learn what it feels like when it's in the room. Let your child know that they will fail. It's going to happen, and it will happen more than once. In fact, it will happen a lot. In fact, the more it happens, the better they are going to be. And when it happens, you are going to be there, and you are going to help them get back up and figure out what to do next. It's in our children's best interest to prepare them for the fact that failure exists and let them know that they can't expect it. As much as we want to and as much as our parental instincts scream at us to protect our children, we cannot, nor should we, shield our kids from the very real human experience as failure. Because failure will teach your child so much more than 10 successes in a row. The experience of failure is where we develop grit. Failure is where we learn we are not invincible and it shows us our blind spots It clues us in to where we need to sharpen our skills and where we can improve. Better yet, failure prepares us for the next time we're faced with a challenge. We are so fortunate that in this day and age, life has gotten pretty easy in a lot of different ways for a lot of people. Most of us are fortunate enough to live in places where we feel safe, with a sturdy roof over our heads, we have food in the fridge, we have clothes on our backs, and if we don't have something... We can drive to a store or have Amazon ship it to our house pretty quick. This life of convenience is pretty new in the grand scheme of human history, and it's only been in the past 100 years that life got much easier with electricity and motor vehicles, and even more so within the past 50 years now that we live in a world of excess and instant gratification. Humans used to live lives of constant failure as the norm. Crops died, droughts happened, Medical care wasn't readily available. Every day you had to ensure you had enough food, and people lived with very few possessions. We are super spoiled in these modern times, and a byproduct of these times is that our children aren't exposed to failure like they have been across human history. And what do we see as a result? We see anxiety. We see anxiety in children, and that anxiety is starting to appear younger and younger. We see a lack of resilience, so much so that resiliency is something that young men and women have to be taught now when they enter the military. We see lack of coping mechanisms and increased rates of suicide. Now, I'm not going to go off on a tangent about the host of other factors contributing to these issues as we pioneer these never-before-seen issues in the ever-evolving information age, social media, internet access, all of that. I'm not going there today. But what I am talking about is something you can think about and act on today, which after getting your kids acquainted with failure, 
giving them the opportunity to start getting a little more cozy with failure. So what do I mean by that? How do you do this? Well, it depends on your kid. If you have a kid that walks into school every day and knows that the only easy day was yesterday, they probably have this failure thing all figured out. And I bet your kid has some serious grit and can be rather fearless in certain situations. I respect that kid a whole lot. On the other hand, if you have a kid that knows easy days are today, tomorrow, and every day, they're going to need your help. This can be if your kid is naturally inclined academically or at sports or at making friends. These kids that are naturals especially need to experience failure. You can help your child by setting up intentionally challenging situations. Get some math concepts in front of them they've never seen before. Get a book beyond their reading level. Find them up for a completely brand new sport during the off-season. Here's the important thing, though. Don't set them up completely by throwing them into the deep end because kids won't be ready for that. They can't be so challenged that they can't be supported in a way to find success eventually. So they will just you know, give up and reinforce the idea that failure is bad and they can't handle it. So backing up just a second, if you're giving them advanced math work, find something just beyond their reach that they haven't seen before. If it's a book, don't throw the theory of relativity at them, but do find something that you could read together. Challenge your social butterfly to be a leader in their class or to introduce two kids together that they think could be friends. And then this is where you parents really dig in. You become super intentional about leaving your child to flounder and struggle and mess up without jumping in to save them. Remember, I'm a parent. I get it. I've been there. And I can tell you it hurts us to watch our children try and struggle and fail. But I can also tell you that it hurts us so much more than it does our kids. It's hard because we don't want them to hurt. We don't want them to go backwards. We want them to experience success and to thrive. When our kids are successful, our instincts tell us then that we are doing a good job and we deserve a good pat on the back because we must be doing it all right. But when our kids are grown, we won't be there to constantly modulate their environment so everything is easy all of the time. They won't be living in our house and we won't be seeing them every day where we can swoop in and show them how it's done and they feel like they can't do it, you're there. Our children, on this very day, today, are future adults. Future adults who will have to figure out life on their own. Future adults who will experience real struggle. And we need to prepare them for struggle. We need them to know it exists, but also help them develop the resilience, the mental flexibility, the problem-solving skills, so that they know, truly know within the depths of their soul that struggles and failure have nothing on them because they have the skills to deal with it and overcome. So I've already shared with you how I felt about failure as a child myself. My husband, on the other hand, is the kind of person who is not afraid to try things, get in there, make a mess, and sort it all out. And this is a characteristic in him that I deeply admire. And I've learned a lot from him over the years about how failure is not the tragedy that we or maybe just often I feel it is. <laughs> I mean, I really have learned a lot. And I'd like to think he's probably learned a lot from me about what happens when you don't do well with failure. So <laughs> he and I quickly got on the same page as we go about raising our future adults. 
that exposure to failure and hard things is important, especially if one of our kids is displaying some, let's just call it tendencies that they've inherited from their mother and do not lend themselves to knowing what to do with failure. (laughs) So we've become accustomed in our house to celebrating failures. Some days we actively cheer them on. My mama heart is secretly so happy when my kids are faced with something they cannot do and fall flat on their face. I mean, figuratively, of course. And I don't mean that in a sick, dark, twisted way. But what I mean is that I don't want them to win all of the time. I don't want them to think that they're always the best at certain things. I am way more proud of my kids when they fail, get up, and try again than when they do something right for the first time. I mean, I am so darn proud of them. Because that's when I know that they're doing something that's hard and that they are actively developing skills that they 100% are going to need when they go through the rigors of adulthood. If your child isn't accustomed to failure, the first few times they do come face-to-face with it, it's going to be rough. That's normal and that's to be expected. They have not developed any skills in this area, so there's nothing else to do but lose some emotional control. Babies fall over a lot when they're learning to walk for the first time. Our kids are going to fall off the emotional ledge when learning to deal with failure for the first time. And this is when they really need you. Just like how you hold your baby's tiny hands to help them take those first steps, your child will need you to teach them what to do and for you to guide them through their early failures. Give them security. Let them know the failure is something that happened, but it's not who they are. They are not a failure and they are 100% capable of getting back up, learning from what happened, and trying again. Talk with them to help them see what they couldn't see. Help them figure out where it went wrong. What can they do better next time? How will they respond if they were to fail again? Because failure is not a one-time thing. And let them know you're going to be there for them the next time they face whatever challenge it is, whether they succeed or whether they fail again. And honestly, the sooner they go head-to-head with that failure again, the better. And if that failure is insurmountable, modify the situation so they have a fair chance of making progress the next time. And let them know that you're by their side through the struggle. You don't promise to jump in and save them, but you'll be there to prop them up as they figure it out. As I was preparing this podcast and and reflecting on failure, I asked my oldest what she thought of the word failure. Her eyes got really big and her breath got shallow and she said, I do not like it. Failure is terrible. It's an awful thing because it's not like a mistake. Mistakes are okay because you can learn from those, but failure is just awful. And I looked at her and simply said, if you can learn from mistakes, does that mean you can learn from failures too? Her face immediately relaxed Her shoulders moved away from their tense position near her ears back to where they should be. And she said, oh yeah, I do learn from my failures. I guess they're not that bad. She shrugged her shoulders and walked away. I mean, obviously this is still a work in progress and we're going to keep working on it as life inevitably gets harder and harder and new opportunities to fail arise. But I will certainly encourage you all to join me in celebrating the failures And more importantly, the opportunities for growth that can only happen when your child is faced with failure as they arise. Lean into those moments, use them for good, and resist the urge to swoop in and fix it. You've got this.
for this week's anti-reactive parenting challenge, think about what is your attitude towards your child's failures and shortcomings? What is something your child is currently struggling with and how can you, one, let them fail, and two, support them in an intentional way to get back up, learn, and face the same challenge again? As always, thank you for tuning in, listeners. I'd like to invite you to join and help grow our community of anti-reactive parents. If you enjoy this podcast and think others would too, I humbly request you please leave a five-star review. The algorithms love it when you do that, and it helps this podcast reach others and we can all grow together. Don't forget to follow our podcast and add it to your library so you don't miss an episode. Also, for all of you fathers out there, don't miss the Anti-Reactive Parenting Companion podcast, Life Fatherhood. Life stands for Lead Your Family with Excellence. This short-form podcast for fathers is about how to deal with challenges raising your kids and increase your excellence as a father who leads intentionally. You can find Life Fatherhood, that's L-Y-F-E, on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Until next time, parent intentionally, plan for what's to come, and be anti-reactive. Mm-hmm.